Hello, friends, and welcome back to another episode of Confessions of a PYP Teacher. I'm Luke Gerlach from Think Chat, and welcome to episode 54, where we're going to focus on communication skills for pre-K and K. It's been a minute, my friends, but man, woo, I've been surviving a verification visit, and then all of a sudden, two workshops. So I'm so glad to be back doing what I love, which is talking to you. So when I think of communication skills, instantly, I am thinking of the early learner. Those little babies love to talk, 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 talk. Man, and you know what? They are just so passionate because they're driven by their curiosity to know how the world around them works. They continuously want to ask those questions and make comments on topics and make connections to their everyday lives because they're just brand new unleashed into the world and they want to know what is this thing here and how do I navigate and at times I know for you blessed be the early years teachers because it can be overwhelming with the sheer volume of questions that early learners ask but isn't it beautiful at the same time that we're surrounded by young ones who just want to know and want you to share with them. They just are like little sponges. And they have such an interest that we're just constantly trying to feed them with tools in order how to communicate effectively so their ideas and opinions are connected. So in this episode, we're gonna examine the communication skills that our youngest learners need in order to be able to harness their message because that's where they greatly struggle they are like, you know, a volcano that erupts. Um, all their messages are spilling out at once. And it's sometimes hard to decipher what are you trying to say. So remember, there are always things that as educators that we can do to set the stage so that learners can develop those communication skills. And this is what the IB suggests. And I just love it. They say that plan for opportunities for students to practice and apply skills in meaningful contexts, such as play, yes, such as class meetings, you know, small group learning engagements that'd be like stations and centers, you know, encouraging students to consider potential opportunities and challenges arising from shared ideas. We're encouraging those physical cues so they are able to really get in there and understand about body language. We're modeling appropriate, respectful, and rich language usage. We want to be able to show them how do we use this beautiful language that we speak. Encourage communication using different languages. Hello, multilingual. I love it. Ask open-ended questions and that I know that sounds like a Pandora's box but that's how we get kids to share and open up especially those introverted babies put thinking ahead of knowing I love that but thinking ahead of knowing it's about using that muscle in the those babies to get them thinking and thinking and thinking because that's when all the connections are made have informal conversations that 
don't have anything to do with academics, but just their development as young people and encourage students to explore a variety of perspectives and modalities. Now, we're going to zoom in to one of those sub-skills, right, of how can we help these little babies communicate in a variety of ways. You know, we also want them to, you know, be able to exchange information because it's all about listening and then interpreting what the message is and then speaking back. What often happens is that they don't listen to each other, as you know. Um, if you teach in early years, you know. They just want to speak their truth because oftentimes they might be the youngest one at home and, <laughs> and no one listens. Or you know how it is. They just want to be heard. And so how do we then help them to hear and listen? And then that symbolic exploration and expression through reading and writing and math, um, through play. And just like last time, we're going to, you know, delve into, uh, one of these success criterias, um, and not success criteria, subscale criteria. Sorry. I have been in my brain uh, making goals for next year already. So let's focus in on listening because I felt like out of all of the communication ones, that resonated with me <laughs> the most because they don't often listen. So how can we strengthen listening skills with our early learners? So the suggestion from the IB is listen to information. So what can that possibly look like for these young kiddos? To me, this seems like a natural thing for a young learner to do. Yet it takes a great deal of restraint on part on the part of our um our kiddos to truly listen and hear what the other person is saying. They're just so eager to share, 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 and connect that listening is truly a skill that we must acquire. You know this if you teach early years. So listening requires, you know, our young ones to listen for that inflection and in tone, you know, those vocal pauses, those cues. And what often happens is that they misunderstand these parts of communication, which results them in, guess what, interrupting a conversation or um, stopping a conversation because they think the other person has said something that they haven't. So how do we get our young learners to truly listen? They must engage in skills that will build their listening, speaking, reading, and writing skills to become better. And this is what, you know, as we know, balanced literacy looks like. So how do we then do it? Um, I think this is completely up to you as an educator because you are specially trained in this area. But the one thing that I am always loving about early years is how the classroom is designed to help the learner to develop those communication skills, right? How are um, listening, um, are there listening centers? Are there centers where children can come together and experience um, materials and processes that may or may not be connected to your unit? 
but they're there to help develop their communication skills, their collaboration skills. When we're doing stations that are related to our unit of inquiry, the same, how are we crafting it so that the learner is constantly communicating and thinking and sharing? And one thing that I am so crazy about is not just indoor learning, but outdoor learning, right? How's all that tied? So, so many possibilities, but I think that it really comes down to the repeated opportunity to play with these skills, to allow our young learners to become better communicators. That's it. Um, and you guys know the best way, but if you don't, there's so many great resources out there about communication through play. Dr. Joe Fahey, love you if you're listening, Dr. Fahey. You're just so brilliant in how you bring those pieces of play and communication and learning with our students. So another way that the Ivy um, suggests is listen actively and respectively to other ideas or others' ideas. And I've made my fair share of mistakes when engaging with the young ones. You have to be careful how you phrase certain questions, right? Because all of the class will be answering at once. And you know what I mean. You've made that mistake once and or maybe a couple times and you're like, mm, maybe I need to rephrase how I ask that so that it takes a minute to think instead of just blurting out any answer. In my limited experience with these fabulous young people, they just want to be heard and seen. And they need to be taught the various ways to communicate with others in a whole group setting and a small group setting. And I've seen a lot of educators assume that, <laughs> yeah, that these young people, while they're in school, they should know how to manage themselves. Um, that's not necessarily the case, right? I work with students that are at risk where they have never, some of them have never been in, in a preschool or around really other children in a structured environment. And then they enter kindergarten. Um, my teachers are fabulous because they get those structures in place to help those learners to succeed. I think role plays make a huge difference in developing listening skills. It allows learners to understand those different social cues without being affronted directly because they're taking on a role, right? And they can be corrected while playing a part without it feeling like, oh, it's coming back at me. It's, it's my character. And I know this strategy is probably old school, but I just love it because I think kids just magically with their imaginations, it seems to help them develop that sense of wonder, but also find ways. There are multiple myriad ways of helping kids actively listen. I'm curious to see what's worked for you. So if you have an idea, post on my Twitter at ThinkChat2020 or on my LinkedIn at Lou Gerlach, L-U-G-E-R-L-A-C-H. Love to see your ideas, my friends. And photos would be amazing. All right. So now the IB says, ask for clarifications. 
I think that sounds intuitive, okay? Ask for clarifications. But getting students to advocate for themselves is one of the hardest things I've struggled with as an educator. You know, they'd rather go to the dentist and have a, a tooth pulled than tell you what they need or ask for clarification that they don't understand something. Thankfully, most of our early learners don't yet have those social pressures or those academic pressures on their shoulders, and they just need support in advocating for their needs and how to do it appropriately without disrupting, you know, lesson flow and, and um, also usurping other people's rights and needs. They often don't know how to advocate, which is the ultimate struggle. So one thing I've used with students is things like color cards, you know, fingers, um, asking them uh, to point up sideways or down. You know, we all have these different devices that help us to kind of quickly, formatively assess and check for understanding, check for gauging the temperature in the room. Whatever it is you use, my friends, Think about how are you going to get kids to be able to show you in a non-affrontive way that they don't understand and ask, be able to ask for clarifications. I struggle still with this process with young learners because they just don't want it. I, you know, when I come around and I'm helping to support, like in my kinder and pre-K, they'll just stare at you. <laughs> and I try to find the word. So if, once again, if you have some suggestions to share with our community, I would love them. Well, that wasn't so bad, right, my friends? Um, join us next time as we explore some social skills. As you can see, I'm an educator just like everybody else. There are going to be areas that we explore together that is a struggle for me. This week with communication skills, you would think that would be so easy. But across the board, it's been rough. But I have grown so much in trying to navigate this part. And maybe that was the whole point, right? So have a beautiful day and we'll see you next time.